So welcome to Rethink Retirement, a Next Up podcast. I'm Victoria Tomlinson. And I'm Trevor Hatton. Um, and in this podcast, we're hearing the stories of people who are using their skills and experience in new ways as they move into retirement. Or unretirement, as we like to call it. This is a key time in your life. And whether you're thinking of slowing right down, volunteering, or taking up a new challenge, as we're about to hear today, it's a lot to take in. Each episode, we'll meet someone who's already been through this, and we hope it's going to inspire you. And in today's episode, Pierre Bosch joins us from Paris. Uh, I've worked with Pierre hmm, a while ago, <laughs> and we caught up over the years. So I'm very pleased to hear more about what you're doing, Pierre, and how you've got such a wide variety of activity. And Pierre, hi. I'm really pleased to be seeing, uh, to meeting you. Um, Trevor's been singing your praises for some time, so I had to meet you, basically. Uh, it's really exciting to have you here. So, Pierre, you and I were both management consultants for some years. Um, you left corporate life, um, started up a gallery and uh, decorative art business, but you also got involved in politics. Um, maybe you could just give us a quick rundown of your career and how you got to where you are today. And we should say that Pierre is in Paris today. Thank you. Yes, I am in Paris, not in the Maldives, as you, uh, you may have uh, imagined. Um, it's a great pleasure for me to be, uh, to be with you today. Um, and uh, yeah, I was surprised when I was asked to uh, talk about uh, myself um, as, as a kind of, of second um, uh, career uh, time. Um, as you see and as you recognize, probably I'm not British, so I'm French, uh, speaking broken English with a very strange accent. Um, that didn't go unnoticed when I, I worked in London uh, with, with Trevor and I spent there in the 90s over uh, well, five years, in fact, uh, at the London office of uh, Accenture. Before that, I classically, traditionally graduated from a, a French business school called HEC, then uh, got a degree in uh, political science at Sciences Po, military service, and then uh, I had at uh, last, uh, after you know, seven, eight years um, uh, of graduation, um, had to go and find a job. So I joined uh, what was named uh, Anderson Consulting, um, and um, worked for most of uh, my life there. Basically, I spent 30 years starting uh, as a rookie and climbing uh, the, the ladder uh, up to, uh, to senior partner. I worked mostly in financial services and embraced uh, the technology services, uh, which uh, were basically uh, uh, developing at a very fast rate in, in those years. And uh, got mostly trained in technology, by the way, by my British colleagues, which were uh, uh, well ahead of uh, the rest of the world in, in those days. Um, I had many careers within uh, Accenture, um, and I enjoyed, uh, frankly, every bit of it. Um, I did all the kind of things you can expect from a, a consultant. And um, uh, later on, in the kind of second phase of my career, um, moved into uh, into management. 
um, and ended as a global lead for technology services for the financial industry worldwide, uh, managing something like $5 billion of revenues and uh, having 25,000 people uh, scattered around the world uh, working for me, but me not knowing really them. Um, and after these 30 years, I had to make a decision either to keep going until uh, real retirement or, or start something new. Uh, whilst I was still um, motivated to do so and so able to do so and, and willing to do, to do so. So I decided and I was, uh, well, 55 year old to, to change life and um, resigned. Uh, or retire, as we, we used to say in those days, uh, from, uh, from Accenture. And um, I opened up uh, an art gallery, in fact, an antique gallery dedicated to Art Deco in Paris called the Avant Garde Gallery, um, just after uh, leaving the firm, uh, which was basically in um, 2013. Um, that was not something completely new, but we'll come back on, on that for me, antiques. Um, but that was uh, a long um, uh, foot idea uh, to, to do something in the business of, uh, of art. Um, I then, uh, after a few years, joined the Professional um, uh, Association of Antique Dealers uh, in Paris, uh, got elected to the board, and I'm now a vice chairman of this professional association for antique dealers. More recently, two years ago, I as well decided to get into politics. I never got um, engaged in any political activities before, but you know, decided that it would be uh, a, a, good, uh, a good idea uh, to try it um, based on our uh, new uh, president, Mr. Macron. Uh, yes. Young, young, uh, ambitious, um, and and able to to motivate and and gather uh, different people around around him. So I I joined uh, en marche uh, his political movement, participated to the um, European campaign, and decided to go for uh, Maya at my uh, little uh, town called Saint Cloud in the suburb of Paris. Thirty thousand citizens excluding dogs and cats. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very important there. <laughs> so I, uh, I got selected by Jan Marsh to, um, to be head of the list. And, um, and here we go. And we'll come back uh, on, on that later in, in more detail and yeah. how I did that. Can I just pick up on that going into politics? I mean, that was a really big change, wasn't it, from sort of a corporate life and you've got a gallery. Yeah. What what was really behind getting into politics? I know you were saying sort of the movement and things, but it's quite, forgive me for saying this, won't you, but it's quite late in life to say, right, I'm going to get into politics. You are right. Uh, you, you are right. Um, uh, I, I created my gallery out of a passion for, for antics. Uh, politics uh, is, is different. I've always been interested in, in politics and I always thought that... Uh, uh, politics can can change life. It's not something uh, useless. It's something which can impact the day-to-day -day life. Um, so I've always be, been very connected with the political life uh, without being, being engaged. Um, 
I uh, happened uh, to have been working a lot during my professional career at uh, Accenture, traveling a lot, not being at home a lot. Therefore, I was not really connected my, with my home community in, in St. Louis. Uh, I was a bit of a stranger in my hometown. So uh, <laughs> having um, created this, uh, this gallery as, as a kind of professional and hobby activity, I wanted as well to be more connected with, with my community. So I have two choices. Uh, either you join a, a kind of association, there are multiple associations um, in a city like that, um, but no real idea about it. Or, or why not to, to get um, into politics and try to, to make a difference in the kind of Anglo-Saxon way where after a, a long and reasonably successful career, you want to give back some of what the community has given to you. Very Anglo-Saxon, not very French, but very Anglo-Saxon concept. Uh, but you know, I, I spent my entire professional life uh, within an Anglo-Saxon uh, spirited company. So I've been a bit infected, I suppose. Um, so so that, that's, that's why I decided to, to have a go at it. And, you know, the, the hazard of life and, and of the local environment made it possible for me to, um, to go for mayorship. Um, so, you know, I, I, I did a little internal campaign within the party to, to get basically chosen to lead uh, the, the, the list uh, for En Marche uh, in, uh, in St. Cloud, got selected. And, and after that, which was a bit of a game at the beginning, uh, but I got selected. So when I got the call from um, the head of the party, the, the, the chairman of the party, but I was selected. Then I said, yes, that becomes real. So I now to, to do it. Uh, people are depending on me. But I started from nothing. I knew nobody in St. Louis. So I had to go around a few people I knew and, and gather them, motivate them, and circle by circle to build a, a group of, uh, of fans, uh, of militants ready to uh, spend their day, night, weekends um, to campaign and to learn how to campaign as well because it is very new for me. Um, but at, at the core of it, I wanted to be involved and, and give back something to the community and build a network, a network of people within my community in, uh, in St. Cloud. That's how I got into politics. Yeah. Um it's a great story um yeah. but it's it's quite a change you know that long corporate slog and then doing something totally different um i'm i'm very interested in your kind of emotional journey through that change you know how you felt um you know the impact on other people in your family um you know tell me a little bit about the the ups and downs of making that transition. Yeah, it's a very good, uh, it's a very good question because you you don't know uh, what it is before uh, you you just do it. Um, the decision was not too difficult to take, just to to leave uh, Accenture. I was at the top of what I could expect within Accenture. Uh, I could afford as well financially, which is important. Um, and, and my, uh, my kids were, you know, teenagers or early teenagers, and I wanted to spend more time with them at a very special time in, in their life, which is very unsettling and at the same time very important 
because it drives basically a lot of their future. So it, it was a bit my turn and my time to be uh, to be home. Uh, my wife has a, has a big corporate job as well, so it was also time for me to support her rather than before her supporting me. Uh, so change uh, changing role. So the decision was pretty easy to do. Um, but it's a very strange feeling when you are out in the cold, uh, leaving this family because you know, Accenture was a family and it still is by, by a long way. Um, the first week is strange. You are, uh, a, a bit nowhere. You are in, in, in suspension, I would say. Telephone stops uh, ringing. You have absolutely nothing to do. It's odd because it's not really vacation. Um, so you are just, you know, not knowing exactly where you stand, you see, but last one week. Um, then week two, anxiety, anxiety in front of this vacuum, total vacuum. So here you really need to get on with your project, whatever it is, because otherwise, well, you can get very depressed very quickly because you feel totally useless and, and asking yourself, what have I done? <laughs> I had a good job, a position, I was respected, and I am nothing now. Absolutely nothing. Um, so you have to get on with your project. Um, and, and my gallery was my project, so I got on with it, spent a month working in Paris, uh, visiting uh, places where I could uh, set up a shop, etc. And, and, and got myself uh, busy, very busy, very quickly. Uh, and I think that's important. Um, you have to realize that w when you uh, leave uh, a corporate life like, like this, you think, well, I should set up everything before I go. That's impossible. Forget about that because if you have a life which is too full, too busy, you are 100%, 120% in your job when you work for a big corporate or a, a partnership or whatever. So you don't expect to ready your business uh, and, and get it off and started it right away when you leave. You have to have an ID or several IDs, but, but you know, you, you, will not, you will not be able to uh, set it up before you leave. You have to accept that. And then you jump, get into the unknown and, and get on with it. And, and well, your old reflexes as, as a corporate manager helps you to do that. After that, after all, it's just another project. Uh, and you get on with it and things uh, happen and, you know, after, after uh, four, four months, yes, I, I, I opened shop and, and here we went. Um, but yes, it, it is, it is for a while, uh, disturbing. The uh, few months, uh, the, the few weeks, I would say, following your departure, uh, are, are quite critical. You really not need to get on with your, with your project. But, you know. Yes, that's really interesting there, Pierre, because you cover a lot of things that we're we're helping others with. And one of the things we're challenging is actually uh, we think people need to plan before they leave. And actually, I think that's sort of a corporate responsibility. So it's quite interesting what you're saying mm -hmm. there. And your story, I have heard, forgive me, because everybody's unique, of course, but I have now heard hundreds of times. And there's a real debate going on between people saying, um, don't do anything for the first six months or a year. Mm. People giving advice on that, but also people saying that's what I wanted to do. And uh, your story actually is where I think people need to be because 
I think the longer you have doing nothing, you lose your currency as well and your motivation. I think I sort of was almost hearing that in your story. I don't know. Yeah, go I, on. I felt the risk. I felt the risk uh, very quickly. Just after a few weeks, you, you feel the risk of getting depressed and losing any motivation to do anything and to be a true retired person, meaning but truly retired in the sense of uh, doing nothing. Uh, which, which I mean, retirement is a word I don't accept. Uh, I I will never <laughs> retire. I will never retire. I, I may uh, you know exercise my retirement rights you know to get a pension, of course, but retiring never. The day I retire, I die. And you know, <laughs> we, we have all seen um, you know uh, friends or parents. I've seen my. Um, uh, my, my father, the, the, my wife's father, etc., who stopped their corporate life or their professional life abruptly. That was not pretty. They aged very quickly. They lost interest in everything. It's not pretty. It's not. It's not a role model, to be honest. So yeah, no, you never. You should never retire. You should keep busy until the very end. Uh, and, and there are so many things you can do. So many things. So many things. So so Pierre. In the spirit of that comment, um, what's on the horizon for you? What what comes next? You know, you you've already done a lot, but you know, what can you what are you looking forward to? Well, f first of all, um, um, yeah, uh, first of all, I would come back on on what I've got uh, out of uh, these these experiences. Um, uh, my gallery is a small business. Uh, and it will remain a small business, and that's fine. It gives me a lot of free time. Uh, it, uh, it, it's, you know, the gallery is a base where I meet my friends and, and acquaintances. Uh, it's right in the middle of Paris. So that, that's, you know, that's a place where I gather uh, a, a lot of uh, friends, ex colleagues in particular, ex clients, uh, acquaintances, etc. And, and, and that's great. And, and I have a, a, a fantastic pleasure of spending my time trolling through uh, uh, catalogs of beautiful things and uh, sometimes um, buying some and sometimes selling some and, and having this, this business which is wonderful around beautiful works of art. So that, that's great. Um, so the life I have had uh, as part of the professional association when I got uh, joined the, the board and, and, and uh, as a vice chairman, it allowed me to build a network in this uh, world of, of art, because, you know, you are very alone. You are, you are a shopkeeper, basically, and, and you well, you can say hello to your neighbors. And, and there are plenty of galleries around my gallery. But at the end, it's very superficial. What my, my, my goal when I joined the board of this professional association was to know, really know, and make friends with uh, colleagues, like I made friends within Accenture. Uh, and that worked beautifully well. You know, we are 13 on, on the board, and I would say half of them are very good friends. Uh, and I can, can discuss business, of course, but, but it's more than business. It, it, it's a shared passion. It's a shared passion. So that's wonderful. Um, and that's great. Uh, then politics. Uh, well, I, I built a tremendous network of, uh, of friends in, in, in Saint Cloud because, you know, uh, a political campaign is an acceleration of time. And we spent five months, it's a very short five months, but it is so intense, so intense that the five months is worth five, ten years in, in normal life. 
because there is enormous you know, effort, passion, involvement of everybody. And I discovered as well that you know, driving a, a bunch of volunteers is much harder than <laughs> driving a bunch of consultants because you know, Accenture is a military army. You know, you say something, it's done. You don't have to repeat it. But managing volunteers, <laughs> God, it's hell. It's hell. That's really tough. So I learned a lot, frankly, on my management skills. You know, that's very different management skills um, than, uh, than, than a corporate career. Um, so now, what's next? What's next? Uh, you need to, first, I, I lost the election. Just to be clear, I did not <laughs> become mayor of Saint-Cloud. But, you know, we got 30% of the votes. Uh, for a totally unknown candidate, uh, that, that was the, the best performance in, in Hauts-de-Seine, the, the department where I live, um, for, for March. I got the best score and, and I was completely new, new, completely new. So. Congratulations on that, Pierre. Okay. So now I'm sitting on, uh, on the, the city council. Um, well, it's not great to be in the opposition. It's a lot better. To be uh, driving the show, um, but I learn a lot and I keep learning, and, and I think that's what we all should keep doing. You, know, we should keep learning, and I learned a lot of things. I was a complete amateur. I bullshitted my way through the campaign. Uh, now I'm learning the business of of running, you know, a, a city, which is a completely specific business. So next, next, um, well, I, I. I after I, I, I lost this, uh, this election, there was also a vacuum. The you know, campaign was gone, um, etc. So need to keep running projects or new initiatives. You cannot stand still and just doing what you, you used to do, running my gallery or, or sitting uh, on the city council. So I, I, I keep asking myself, I need to find new initiatives, new, new things, uh, new objectives. Otherwise, I will start, uh, frankly, decaying, I think. So, uh, what I have in mind, uh, between us, and this is totally confidential, of course. When you get to thousands, Pierre. Nobody will know. Um, I would be interested in, in uh, taking the chairmanship of the professional association. And that's where, what could happen in a, com- in a few months' time. Uh, at least multiple people would like me to do so. And I would be interested. So that would be a, a new a new game uh, and, and very very interesting indeed. Uh, political career, we'll see. You know, the political career is, is is full of unknown, but there are some regional elections um, probably uh, in a few months if they are not postponed. Um, and, and I have um, left my end to candidate uh, as a, as a candidate for en marche, of course, uh, for this regional election. Um, it's a list poll, very different, uh, and I would be mixed up with uh, a number of other people. I don't know if I will be uh, accepted, uh, but I will uh, go for it and will try uh, to to be to be selected. Um, so I think that as well we need to keep uh, in- inventing and putting ourselves in, in some uh, new, uh, I would say, a bit uh, unsettling uh, positions. Uh, at least that's the, the way I, uh, I see things. Uh, what I've not said is, uh, is very, very important is family stuff. Mm-hmm. Family stuff. 
Um, I've been there for my kids in the past years at this very delicate uh, time of their life. And honestly, I don't know if it has something to do with it because nobody can tell, but, uh, but they did well. Two of them are working. I have four kids. Two of them are working uh, and they are consultants. Uh, <laughs> I did not push them to be honest, but they became consultants. Chuck was making a face there. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, two are still uh, studying. They are in very good universities and they are going to, uh, to be graduated in the coming years uh, and, and will have good jobs. So all is fine. My, my wife uh, got a big promotion. She's starting next week. So yeah, things have turned out, uh, I would say, well. And, and I think that me changing direction, uh, I think probably, hopefully, contributed to that. Well, you're an inspiration here, Pierre. Uh, when you said this is confidential between us, which of course you know, you know this is a podcast going out. We hope to lots of people. I, I wondered if you're going to say I'm hoping to be the next uh, president or whatever. There. So clearly, that's just a few years time. We need to give you a bit of time to build up. To yeah, that. please. Yeah, yeah. Please. I'm a bit older than Macron as well, but <laughs> yeah, listen, look at the United States. Age is completely irrelevant these days. That, that's true. It, it yeah. gives hope. For people uh, like uh, us, <laughs> me in particular, <laughs> yeah. You're definitely not in that, that I can hardly say it, the R word, mood, uh, or mode even. Um, looking back, I mean, you've done so well here, Pierre. There's kind of like, I want to say congratulations on so many different angles of this. But is there anything that you think I might have done differently? Really, this is about helping others uh, mm. with, with looking back on that. Um, well, sure. For instance, uh, uh, well, in, in terms of my uh, antique business, etc., I have no regret. Uh, I did what I should have done, and it um, reasonably well. Uh, regarding my political involvement, I should have done it earlier, a lot earlier, a lot earlier, and, and that's where uh, even and, and ties back to to your. Uh, initial comment uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, I said that it's it's difficult and, and quasi impossible to set up uh, your next life during your professional life. Uh, it's not entirely true. I, I think you, you, you need to think about it. And uh, with the time you you have, which is which is limited. But uh, for instance, my political career, if I can call that a career, it's not a career, but involvement, I would say. I should have started it earlier, for instance, mm -hmm. uh, even low-key, uh, even if, well, without, you know, taking a big risk or big commitment, but I should have started it earlier. Uh, that could have been joining some uh, new associations or whatever. So the, these things which can be managed without taking too much time, preparing your after professional life, yeah, should be initiated earlier. and and, and you know, uh, looking back, I, I should have uh, got involved uh, more in my local community in whatever way earlier, for, for instance, uh, much, uh, much earlier, much earlier. Um, well, but yeah, you have to manage with your with your time. So you cannot just postpone everything until you stop. Uh, but accepting the, the fact that um, uh, you cannot at the same time prepare everything and be up and ready. But there are things that uh, could help you to take off 
you know, at a faster pace, faster rate. Well, Pierre, uh, I'm kind of left boiled over. Trevor, I'm sure you've got thoughts on what um, Pierre's been saying here. Yeah, I, I, you know, Pierre, we've talked a couple of times. This is a fantastic story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was really struck by how self-actualized you became. You know, you took things that were interesting to you through your life you know, and turned one of them into a business and turned the other into a political career. You, you know, you wanted to spend more time with your kids and, you know, that was the right time, the right thing to do. And then, you know, you suddenly realised that jetting around the world meant, you know, you didn't really know anybody. <laughs> so, so you, you know, created this career and, it, you know, it certainly seems like it worked. And actually, Pierre, you've talked about something that... um it kind of was always instinctive that I felt this was important, but there's research which shows um, they looked at 10 things that most people would think were going to influence whether you have a healthy long life. And there was everything in there from quitting smoking and boozing to being having a good weight and all the rest of it. But do you know what the two top things were? Uh, Trevor, do you know what the top things were? Well, only only because you told me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Tell me. I'm anxious to know. So the two top things were, they called them as a bit kind of poncy wording, but, you know, social integration and close relationships. And actually, you know, you might, initially you might think really more than my weight and my health and diet, which everyone bangs on about. But actually, when you think about it, you think about older people being isolated and how that kind of you talked about the anxiety and the depression. And it was brilliant that you recognised that I've got to get going. And I think this whole thing of having, it's back to purpose, having a sense of purpose, but also having people in your network, that keeps that vibrancy, obviously family, but I think it's also beyond that. And you've done that brilliantly. And it was brilliant to recognise, I don't know many people locally. And what a great way to do it, to go and do politics. It's more far-fetched than I normally recommend to people, but I love it. Yeah, there are some drawbacks. I mean, I, I, I am no longer anonymous in my hometown. <laughs> I have to behave. Hopefully some of them might listen to this interview. Pierre, I can't thank you enough. It's been inspirational. Um, I'm sure we're going to come back to you sometime in the future and hear how's it gone since and when you're president, maybe you can spare time for us. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's been a great pleasure exchanging with you both. Thank, thank you, Pierre. Bye. Bye. Well, hmm. What a great story. One of the things I really loved about Pierre was the way that he had all these interests and passions, you know, during his corporate career. One of them he turned into a business and one of them he turned into a political career. Um, You know, he wanted to spend more time with his children and he did. He wanted to meet more people in the community. And, And well, he joined his political party and now you know, he's famous, so it clearly worked. I know. And I think the thing I liked was he did have a plan, although he said he didn't really. He he kind of had a feeling for the antiques. I think the problem for some people is they have no kind of hobbies or passions and things, and that's even harder than to create next. And we'll, we'll talk about some of those people in coming podcasts because they've got interesting stories about how did they start from nothing, really. It's interesting about, you, you were talking about this earlier around you know, the factors that promote health in people, you know, physical yes. health in yeah. people. And mental. 
yeah and that your sense of belonging your social integration yeah. and your personal relationships are two of the most important things uh, at that point in your life so pierre was was spot on uh, when he went and did the things that he did yeah. uh, to, to manage his health as, apart from anything else yes well you said he was going to be interesting and he certainly was it thank you trevor for setting that one up uh he's he's great and going to inspire a lot of people um if you're also looking, this is to our listeners, if you're looking for inspiration, uh, do go to our website, nextup.com. Don't forget that hyphen, next-up.com. And you'll find it's absolutely packed with tips and inspiration for you. Uh, we've also got a free mentoring platform. Uh, if you fancy, not fancy a bit more, but if you'd like to do what Pierre talked about, giving back and helping the younger generation, uh, you can go on and sign up for free and mentor tech entrepreneurs, students and others. Uh, there are some fantastic stories of how that helps. So do sign up. It's really rewarding. And go to next-up.com.